Hey everyone, it's Simon here. Welcome to our podcast. Hope you're doing well. We had in-person church this week, so I get to share a podcast-only version of the Sunday Sermon. Wherever you are, whenever you are, hope you uh, enjoy the word today that I'm going to bring. I want to encourage you, if you are part of Everyone Church, to come to church on the 13th of November. Uh, We are going to have a special Sunday where we focus on what is going to be happening a bit towards the end of the year, but also into next year, some key details. So if everyone church is your home church, come and join us. You'd be surprised how many people, like we'd be like packed in our little room that we meet if everybody showed up at the same time. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Also, uh, if you are new or visiting, check out our website. There's all the info that you need there and get in contact with us if you have any questions. We're a new church. We're having a great time, but let's get started today. I recently read a book called Building a Discipling Culture by Mike Breen. Very good book. I I recommend it, particularly if you're part of our church and you want to help with um, connect groups going forward. Check it out. We're not going to take everything from there, but I think it's going to be a great starting point for people who want to run connect groups or be a key part of them going forward. But man, there was this chapter in this book that has just really encouraged me And I I believe it could be really revolutionary for many of us today, particularly in the area of reaching others for Christ. And you know, one of our values at Everyone Church is that we would live mission-minded, all right? And even if if you come to an in-person service right on our Connect card that you get on your seat, or when you visit our website, the first thing you'll see is this statement, bringing Jesus to everyone everywhere. That's what we're all about. The expanded version of that is to bring Jesus in word and indeed to the world within us and around us. Or when you're at church, you can see on our stage, we have two big banners, one that says Jesus, one that says everyone. And that really represents our heart, what's really important to us. We are not an inward only focused church. I mean, we're everyone church. We're about God. We're about reaching others, bringing Jesus to everyone everywhere. Uh, I've heard I've heard you could describe the balance of our Christian life a bit like uh, a triangle. Now, if you look at a triangle, it has three points. Uh, one point of the the balance of the Christian life represents upward. Uh, you know, you have a point of a triangle that's pointing up. That is our worship of God. Like all of us, we live to worship God. We love Him. We we learn from Him. We we follow Him. That's upward. And then the uh, another point of the triangle is inward, like, and that represents our Christian community, being in a church, being part of the family of Christ. So there's upward, inward, and then the third point represents outward, and that is bringing Jesus to others. Now, some of us live a little bit out of balance from time to time. Uh, Our goal as a church and as Christians should be to live with balance, upward, inward, and outward. And I think it's in that order too, upward and inward is a bit of a foundation. We love God. We love one another. Like our outward witness in many ways is only as strong as our upward devotion and our inward kind of sense of community. Like we want to draw people from outside in to a loving church community, right? Uh, We worship God, we love one another, and we reach the world. I was a worship pastor for many years, um, eight years or so. And the thing about worship teams, which is always kind of interesting, and I loved every moment of it, don't get me wrong, but uh, when you think about worship, it's predominantly, uh, in a church context, 
concerned with upward and inward. It's, it's concerned with uh, music and events. And, and I, I knew many people, and it was even myself from time to time, where you know the focus was just so much upward and so much inward. It was about sound systems and, and rehearsals and gear and songs and learning and all this kind of stuff. Um, and or Maria and I, we were young adult pastors for a number of years, five, six years. And I'll tell you something about young adults. I still consider myself one of them, even though I'm, I just recently turned 35. I still feel like a young adult at heart. But young adults love inward. They love their friends. They love hanging out. They love food. They love paying way too much for smashed avocado on toast. You know, there's this kind of real emphasis on inward in that young adult season. And or I was a high school pastor as well, and a high school chaplain for seven, eight years. And a lot of my life at that season uh, was focused on outward, reaching others. You know, I was teaching high school scripture for uh, many years, thousands of kids a year. It was, I loved every moment of it. So I feel like in some ways I've lived upward, I've lived inward, and I've lived outward throughout seasons of my life. And our church, even as we have been church planning, we've kind of been in an extended fo- season of focusing upward and inward uh, in some ways because we're, we're, we're forming a new community. God is weaving us together as a church community. Let me tell you, it's not easy. And all of us have things that we're working on. And can I just say, if you're part of our church, no one here is perfect. You might think that you're going through tough stuff, and, and uh, but you would be surprised. Every person is going through something in our church. It's just part of life. Uh, let's all just be honest about it. We're, we're all works in progress, and that's okay. And there's always times in our life where we need to focus on upward and inward. I think it's really, really important to get that kind of home base really strong. But let's make sure we don't forget the outward part of our lives and our church, reaching others, not just with money overseas, because that is a part of what we do too, uh, but also those in my life, those around me, my neighbors, my my family, my workmates, you know, and God can make use of you while he's changing you. Remember that. You might feel like, oh, I'm working some stuff out. Hey, that doesn't mean everything has to go on pause. We can still believe God can use us while he's changing us and healing us and helping us. I mean, we're all a work in progress. And reaching out can be pretty scary stuff sometimes. Like, what do I say? Where do I start? Who will listen? Um, but we all must take responsibility and know that we we need to share the gospel with the world. And some of us might be better at it than others. Like maybe they might have, you might have a gift in evangelism or something like that, but it's still all of our jobs, regardless. And and can we all just agree that God wants all, all of our community, all of our fa- family, all of our friends to be saved, like your neighbors, your friends, your family, your, your workplace, even your enemies. God wants them to be saved. It says, it says in 2 Peter 3, 9, he does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. I love that word, everyone. So we're called to live outward, not just up, not just in, but also outward. There's a good sense of balance there. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, very famous scripture, he said this, Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples, that's a key word there, new disciples, 
not teach these old disciples that have been hanging around. No, no, there are there needs to be new disciples here. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, Jesus says. Now, we are all called to be and make disciples, and make new disciples too. And that's why another one of our values at, our, at Everyone Church is that we engage in discipleship. But here's the thing, and please catch this with me. Discipleship is not just about the moments after someone becomes a Christian. Like we often think, well, as soon as someone becomes a Christian, says the sinner's prayer, commits to a church, therefore that's when it starts. It's also a journey to conversion or a journey to Christ. Jesus, who was the best discipler who ever lived, he was the master discipler. He often, as the master discipler, operated in what we would call the pre-conversion realm, dealing with people who had not yet accepted him. So part of our role in making disciples, it should look like that as well. We are to help non-Christians move toward Christ, not just wait for them to be there, right? We need to be on that journey with people. But where do we start? What do we say? What do we start with? And I want to encourage us today to look for a person of peace in our lives or people of peace. Now, what is that? Let me just quickly explain. Let's look at Luke chapter 10 and learn something really, really revolutionary and amazing today. Let's read this together. Starting in verse 1 of Luke 10, Jesus now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Verse 3, now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Uh Uh-oh. Verse 4, don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals, and don't stop to greet anyone on the road. And then verse 5, this is our focus verses. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, may God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return to you. So Jesus sends out these disciples into the wild world full of wolves. He he warns them, hey, this is going to be a little bit crazy. But he says to them that they are to be on the lookout for people of peace, people of peace, households of peace, welcoming households. And I believe Jesus is encouraging us today in the same way, to be on the lookout for a person of peace. Be on the lookout for people of peace. Now, what is a person of peace? Well, very simply, a person of peace is someone who is prepared to hear the message of Christ from you. Often this looks like someone who likes you or listens to you or may even be willing to support you and and serve you in some way. A person of peace. They are ready. God has led them to you to hear about him. Now, someone who is not a person of peace is like the opposite. They, they, they will not receive what you have to say. They, they don't like you. They don't listen to you. They are not willing to support you in any way. They aren't ready. They won't have it. And guess what? That is okay. So often we think when we're sharing Jesus with others, when we're focusing outward, that it's about convincing and moving 
the people who just aren't people of peace and convincing them to 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 receive Christ. Now Jesus says to shake the dust off your feet and move on. Uh, no amount of coercion on our part can make someone become a person of peace. Uh, and it's still not a like, just to clarify. It's still not a waste to share Jesus with anyone. But I'm more so talking about those God has brought into your life for a reason. You know, Jesus even alludes to this. He says there is time where the harvest is ripe, right? So often we don't see that God is working with us. I mean, God is working more than we ever could to bring others to himself. So our prayer as we start the day should be something like this. Lord, help me find a person of peace today. Help me find people of peace today and give me the grace to speak your words to that person. Now, think about your life for a moment. Think about who you see at work, in the sporting team, your family even. Who in your life could you say is a person of peace? Now, some key indicators of that, who likes you, who listens to you, who is willing to support you. These could be indicators that that is a person of peace that God has brought to you. The door is open for you to share Christ with them. In Acts chapter 16, Paul, along with Silas, Timothy, and Luke, they make plans. uh, They're trying to figure out where to go next. They're planning churches. And they say that they were kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. So they turned to go somewhere else. But again, uh, they believe the Spirit kept them from going there. Then in the night, Paul had a vision of a man in Macedonia crying out for help. So right away, they wake up and they set out for Macedonia. And when they arrive in Philippi, a city in Macedonia, it's as if Paul begins to look for a person of peace. It's quite interesting, this this pattern. It says that he heads to to the river on the Sabbath, where he knew he would find Jews and other God-interested and God-fearing people, because that was the custom at the time. And he's down there and he starts sharing the gospel, and he meets a lady named Lydia. Now, we don't know what he said to her or or the exact words that she had in response, but we do know that she and her household were all baptized in the faith, and Paul and his friends stayed with Lydia while they continued to plant a church in Philippi. Or right after that, Paul and Silas are in prison, and little did they know, they're they're in prison, and, and they would meet a jailer who would soon become a Christian, and him and his whole household would be baptized and, and follow Christ. Now, what am I saying in sharing these examples? I'm saying there are people God is bringing into your life for the sake of you sharing Jesus with them, a person of peace. The person of peace is someone God has prepared for this specific time. It's like it's they're ready for it, right? And it, it, it's it's no good trying to force open doors that just aren't ready to be opened yet. And this is really exciting and encouraging news for me. And I hope it's in, exciting and encouraging to you because th- the most important task we have been given to go and make disciples, we should be encouraged and excited that God is actually doing most of the work. Like our main job is to walk through life with our eyes open, with our ears listening to what the Holy Spirit has revealed to us and, and and who this person of peace is that God has brought to us. And that sounds a lot like living mission-minded to me. I just want to say that. So what do we do once we identify a person of peace? Maybe you're thinking of someone right now and you go, that is a person of peace. 
I didn't realize. Well, what, what do we do from that point? Well, we wait for an opportunity to share our faith with them, to ask them if they need prayer, to ask them if they'd like to read the Bible with us. I know that sounds crazy, right? But we need to be open and outward Christians. I think about, I had a friend from uni who uh, we were close friends and and uh, looking back, I would consider him to be a person of peace. It was funny. We, we got to know each other. We were doing assignments together. Um, it was all, everything was good. And then I just was like, hey, do you want to come to church? He's like, yeah, sure. No problems. A person of peace, right? And then I asked, I asked him if um, we were at church and, and uh, it was, I think it was like a water baptism night or some sort of outreach night. And after the service, I said to him, I said, hey, man, like, I think it would be, uh, he was about to leave and I, I stopped his car because I just felt so prompted by the Holy Spirit to uh, to put this invite out there. I said, hey, man, like, I feel like it'd be wrong if I didn't ask if you'd like me to pray for you. And he said, yeah, all right, no problems, a person of peace, right? And then I gave him a Bible and he went and read it. Mind you, he read Job in one sitting. I probably should have given him more uh, instruction of where to start, but he was a person of peace. And I've just made a decision in my in my life, and it is exciting. It is it is amazing and encouraging. But I've made this decision that if someone shows up in my life that isn't a Christian, I'm just going to lean into the idea that maybe this person is a person of peace that God wants to save. I was at dinner in Norellan with a friend of mine, we were at Hurricanes, which is a bit pricey, but the but the ribs are good. It was a special occasion. Me and my, my buddy Dave were hanging out uh, before he was about to move. And um, we were hanging out and in walks this guy who he looks very familiar. He just walks into the, the restaurant. I'm like, I don't know, you know, we're new to the area as well. So it's not like I have heaps of friends walking around. I said, hey, how you going? Turns out he owns a pizza shop near near uh near our uh, near where i live out out towards sinclair i'm trying not to give too many identifiers but but the point is is i run into this guy and you know what i went back to his pizza shop i gave him a card for church uh, my assumption is hey this is a person of peace he was friendly he was happy to chat you know and it was really really or the other day i had a uh, someone come to my house to um spray we, we've got um timber fence and we have uh, a whole bunch of wasp nests Kids aren't into it, so instead of me taking my hockey stick and hitting them all down, we thought we'd just get it sprayed and keep them away. So this pest guy comes, hey man, so are you local? Oh no, I live in Campbelltown. Like, oh cool, person of peace, right? I gave him a card for church, invited him to church. It's amazing what you will see when you are on the lookout, right? Be on the look, live in mission-minded, right? So often we allow ourselves to become discouraged or, or feel ineffective, or even rejected when we're trying to share our faith um, because we're just sharing our faith with anybody and in the hope that someone... But, but hey, shake the dust off your feet and start looking for a person of peace. Start looking for people of peace. Maybe there are people in your life right now that you're looking at and going, Do you know what? I actually think this person is not just meant to be my mate, but he's a person of peace or she's a person of peace that I, I am now feeling prompted to share my faith with. You know, I, I, and I believe this is a real strong message for us as a church going forward. You know, we're a new church and and we want to we want to continue to grow and reach our community. And I've just seen so much evidence in talking to people from our church of God bringing people to you. God bringing people to me. You know, and we have opportunities all the time 
church hanging out carol's not, we got carol's in the park coming up in december we we have a great church community where we could invite people of peace to instead of you know, wallowing in the uh, sense of discouragement. Oh, this guy's just not interested. Oh, this girl's not interested. I tried to invite him and they keep saying, hey, let's, let's still love him, still be there, but let's move on. Let's focus on those people that maybe God is preparing them to really receive Christ and you are the catalyst for that. So are there any people of peace in your life today who are willing and waiting for you to share and invite and pray with and offer the gospel too. Come on, let's get encouraged today that God is on the move. He's on the move in the MacArthur region. He's on the move when you're at work. He's on the move when you're hanging out with family. He's on the move when you're at the shops. Come on, let's keep our eyes open. Let's keep our ears open and let's live mission-minded and look for people of peace. Amen. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you for every person and everyone church. And I thank you that you are on the move. I thank you that you're bringing people of peace into our lives. And we just pray for more and more opportunities. Help us keep our eyes open, our ears open for people of peace around us, whether we're at work, whether we're at school, at at, at home, around the neighborhood, at the shops. Lord, I ask that you would help us be bringers of the good news to people of peace. And Lord, I pray for anybody in our church who might feel discouraged, that they might have been people who just rejected them for their faith. I pray that we would just shake the dust off and move forward knowing that you are on the move, God. You go before us and you prepare a way for us to share the good news with others. Amen. Well, hey, I hope that encouraged you. Just a quick thought this week. I hope you can join us for online next week. And remember, the 13th, We've got a special Sunday together, and if you are new or visiting our church and you want to know more about Christ, maybe you're thinking, man, like you are that person of peace that is ready to receive Jesus. Get in contact with us. I'd love to get a coffee with you. Maria would love to get a coffee with you. Answer any questions you might have and maybe help you get to know God yourself. Hey, we're all on our journey. We all have questions. It's all good. God is not intimidated by your questions. He loves you. He wants to know you. Come on, we would love to help you on that journey of knowing him. So, hey, have a blessed week. Thanks for joining us today.